good morning happy wednesday hump day bible study day for some of us and it's just the middle of the week for some of us but anyway in either event guess what god is still on the throne he's still in the blessing business he's still a miracle worker he still wants to take you exactly to where you need to be not only you but your family and those of the lives of people that you pray for on a daily basis. I want to ask you this morning really quickly, have you been broken? A lot of us don't want to be broken. I know I don't want to be broken. The times in my life when I have been at my lowest, I just wanted that thing. I wanted that that season in my life to hurry up and complete itself so that I could move forward so that the tears would stop falling so that the dark cloud would remove itself from over my life. But let me tell you something, those of you who are seeking a deeper relation with Christ, you have to be broken. You have to be broken. And you may say, but God is a God of love and a God of caring and, you know, he floats on a glory cloud himself all day long. You have to be broken. You get, well, God gets the best anointing out of us when we are in our place of pressing. When everything, all of the cares of life press us down, weigh us down, and God is watching. He's watching his child go through the many things that life, that God is allowing life to throw at us. But he's saying, I'm going to see. I'm going to see how you handle this place of pressing. Are you going to praise me more? Are you going to worship me more? Are you going to carve out time to spend with me? Are you going to do it? Or are you going to let the cares and the woes and the, the miseries of life get you down, make you lose focus, and have you not operate in faith. We have to be broken. And it's like, you know, when when we're broken, sometimes maybe we're not broken all at once. It has to happen through a series of events. Event number one, you go outside to go to work in your car, you're looking for it. Well, maybe I accidentally and parked it at my neighbor's house. Well, maybe it's in, maybe my husband came or maybe I let one of my kids drive it and they, they put it in, they parked it in the garage. So you look at all these places, no car, only to find out the worst has came to pass. Your car got repossessed. And you start thinking, now, wait a minute. Now, my homeboy Stucky told me, he said, if, if you cut your wheels a certain way, the tow truck driver can't pull it off the lot. He can't pull it out of the driveway. And then you start thinking, man, that information, that little bit of knowledge that my homeboy Stucky gave me was not worth the paper he wrote it down on. His little information, his little side hookup, that didn't help me none. They came and straight told my car. They came and repossessed my car due to non-payment. Mm, that's a crack. And all the while, God is saying, will you trust me? Will you lean on me? 
will you know that I'm still a provider? And let me just say this as a side note. Sometimes we lose things, not because God is trying to break us or see how well we do without these things, but sometimes it's just bad management. You had your car note money, but you decided to go and spend it elsewhere on things that could have waited. So that was just a little extra little side note. But that's your first crack. Now remember, we're talking about being broken. Then the second, the second event comes up. You come home and you think, oh, I'm getting ready to, to go and see these sales on, uh, on online at Macy's and my home girl, Jawakatima told me that girl go to the uh, jc pennies online if you shop online you're gonna get 50 percent off and you go and you pull out that computer that laptop that pc and you think i turned on the power what happened i can't get and you rush it and you call a cable company only to find out they have disconnected your internet service for due to non-payment due to non-payment that's your second crack and the crack gets just a little bit wider and then you start thinking man what am I gonna do on my lunch break I normally go and, and sit in the parking lot and, and and google search this and watch on YouTube and and Instagram and Twitter and I go to see it who's doing what on Facebook and God is whispering in your ear why don't you take that lunch time aside to go sit in the parking lot and pray to me and just meditate on me. Just read a scripture or two. God don't ask us for a lot. He don't. We give a lot to other people and things and our jobs that don't add to us. It doesn't add to our salvation. But yet when God asks us for one hour, 30 minutes, we cannot pull ourselves away. We got to call. I just got to call my boo thing and see what he doing. Oh, I just, you know, I, I, I got to go and I got to get in my kids' business and see what they're doing on my lunch hour. I got to go make sure that, you know, I, I catch this sale, you know, on Overstock or uh, Amazon. But God is saying, why don't you just spend that, that hour with me? And it's not that you have to give God a lot of words. But it is just the sacrifice and the obedience of setting aside special time, which is you and God and nobody else. And those are the things that are most precious to God. But that's your second crack and you're breaking open. And then when you didn't listen to God those first two times, then the third thing comes. You go to work. And you put your key in the door and you stop. Wait a minute, this is the same key I used yesterday. This is the same. And you start looking through your keys like maybe this is the wrong key. Only to find you've been let go. And now it hits you. You're broken. Because we, regardless of whether or not we want to accept it or admit it, we hold our jobs higher than we do our faith in God. And so now you're broken. And now you turn around and it's like the light. You're, you're, you're limp. And you say, God, I get it now. And you're broken. 
and you can't wait until church on Sunday because you you promise I'm going to the altar. God is trying to break you. He's trying to break me because he wants to know that we can be held trustworthy of the calling, of the walk, of representing him. And I used to hear the old saints say, God don't need no jellyback soldier. He don't need no coward soldier in his army. And God had to teach me. He had to teach me through years of going through stuff. You got to, you got to get stronger. My sissy dude would tell me, Keisha, you have to get a tougher skin. If you're going to be a ride or die chick, you do that. If you're not, you need to throw in the towel. So God wants to make sure that we're strong, that we don't put our trust in our jobs. We don't put our trust in material things. We don't put our joy and our happiness in how much I can be on the internet or how much I can go over here to this event, how much I can go over here to this function. But God is saying, I want to take you up just a little bit higher. But are you willing to allow me to let you go through some places in your life where you're going to be broken? We have to be broken. We have to go through a place of pressing so that the best anointing can come out of us. When when olives are, when they make olive oil, they take the olives, they press them however they press them so that they can get the oil out of them, the best oil. And it's the same thing with living for Christ. When you aspire to live for Christ, whether you are a new a new uh, babe in Christ or whether you've been in this thing, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, there are times in our lives when we still have to go through a place where we're being broken because sometimes we're not humble enough. So God has to take us through that place of breaking again. And we don't want to go through it. But just know this, when you are going through your pressing place, when, you, when God is breaking you, he's breaking you because he loves you. He's breaking you to strengthen you. And let me tell you this, when you're going through your pressing place, when you are going through the place where you are being broken by God, you can still be at your best for him. You can still be at your best for others. Well, how do I do that, Keisha, when God is breaking me and almost in half? Well, that just simply means this. You don't have to go around to crying to everybody that'll listen. Remember, you have your handful of people that God has called into your life to help strengthen you, to help you walk this walk. But you don't have to go around downcast. You don't have to go around saddening, you know, and, and, and don't put yourself together in the mornings. You don't have to walk around with a lowly, desperate look on your face. Walk around with a smile on your face because if God has called you to your pressing place, that means that he knows that there's something better in you, but he has to press you to get it out of you. If you're in a place where you're being broken and it feels like every time I turn around, I'm being broken. Every time I turn around, it seems like my children are going through something. Every time you turn around, it seems like you have to take that spouse to the altar. Every time you turn around, it seems like God is calling you to be the one to smile 
in the workplace, to turn a deaf ear in the workplace. Don't worry and don't fret. God loves you enough to break you because when you are really, really broken, that's when God gets the best worship. When you can come to the conclusion and accept, I'm in my breaking place, it's okay. I keep losing this. People keep walking away, but I keep worshiping God. That's just the more that I reach out to him. Know that you are in a good place because after you've weathered the storm, after you have suffered a while, God's going to come in like your knight in shining armor. He's going to ride in and he's going to say, now I've watched you go through this with a smile on your face. I've watched you purposely go and spend time to get to know me and ask me to show you what it is that I'm trying to do in your life. I've watched you. Now I'm coming in. You just sit back, sit back, daughter, sit back, son, and watch daddy do his best work. He's going to establish you. He's going to confirm you. He's going to lift you up to a high place in him. And where you used to be weak, now you're stronger. And remember, when you're weak, God is strong. And now God has come in and he's cleaned up all of that stuff. He's, he's, he's put things together. He's put things back together. He's opened your eyes. He's cleared your vision. He's unclogged your ears. He's anointed your hands to do. He's anointed your feet to go. And now you're a little bit stronger. You can look back and you can, you, you can, you can say, well, you know what? I really didn't need internet. We get caught up in the small things. I didn't really need cable. You know what? I thought that I couldn't manage while I was looking for another job. But God made a way where there seemed to be no way, where it looked like there wasn't a way. God made a way. And it's okay for you to let people help you when you're going through that pressing place, when you're going through that place where you're being broken. Don't be prideful. Don't be foolish. I know someone who, um, and this was many years ago, their lights were, they, the, the lights got turned off and they sat in an apartment, I don't know for how long, without lights. That was foolish. When all you had to do was ask, you know, somebody over here, you know, ask somebody over here and people that you know will have, keep your confidence and go get your lights turned back on. That's what you do. But we don't operate from a level of pride, from a place of pride when we're going through. When you're going through and, and you know God is trying to humble you, reach out and say, I need help. Reach out and say, I can't do this by myself. Reach out and say, I'm over here suffering by myself. I know it's something wrong with me, but I'm too prideful. I just, it's not in me to ask for help. That is a spirit of pride. And we all know that what comes before destruction, pride. So don't be prideful when you're in your present place. Don't be prideful when God is breaking you because I firmly believe that those of us that God has broken, because I've been broken, I know what it's like 
to be looking up at the bottom, my lowest place. But I continue to praise God and I continue to believe that he had a bigger and a greater plan. And I and, and, and I trusted him that, God, if you are allowing this to happen, if you're taking this from me, if you're removing them from me, it is because you know better, you see better. And I had to trust God. So I firmly believe that if God is breaking us, if we're in our place of pressing where it just seems like God is stripping away because that's what he's doing. He's stripping away everything that you don't need. He's pruning away everything that you don't need, everything that you think that you need. God is taking it away. But when you come out of the fire, you're going to be able to look back and say, God was in the fire with me. And now I'm out of the fire and I don't even smell like the smell of smoke. When I was going through one of the, the greatest, the greatest hurts in my life and I came out of it, I had a woman to tell me, she said, Keisha, she said, because she called me Keisha May. She said, Keisha May, she said, I didn't even know you were going through anything. She said, because every time I saw you, you looked good. You were smiling. You had a, a good conversation. She said, I could not even tell that you were going through. But I give glory to God because he was keeping me. He was keeping me. And he didn't let me get too bogged down in what I was going through. And I thank him for that. And let me end with this. When you're going through, ladies, you can still be fly. You can still be flossy. You can still walk in a room and steal the atmosphere. You can still turn heads. You can still be great. You can still be the prettiest thing in the room. You can still do those things. They don't have to know that you didn't go uh, get your toenails and your fingernails done. They don't have to know you did them yourself. They don't have to know that you went down to the, to the local hair shop, the little hair supply place, and picked one of those wigs out of the little box that says uh, three for $10 and you took it home and you washed it up real good and you put your little oil off in it and you put some little curls off in it and put it on and, and made it look good. They don't have to know. Use what God gave you when you're going through. So I hope that I have said something. I know I was a little bit lengthy, but I just believe the best way is to be led by God. I don't apologize for that. So I hope I've said something that has just helped you just a little bit just you know a few little words that have helped you to say you know what god i'm gonna believe you more i'm gonna trust you just a little bit more please pass this podcast to two people that you know that they need just a little bit of encouragement we don't have all of the word but we have some word we have a few words that we can pass along to encourage people so I give to you what God has given to me, has given to me. Surrender your life to Christ and know that when you surrender your life to him, that is the first day of the rest of your life. Surrender your life to him so that your new life can begin. I love you. Pray for me. I'm going to continue to pray for you as it is my honor. Do something for somebody today other than you and yours. Be a blessing to someone. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.